Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 80 of Chopping Lines. Ted Lutz on the mic. Got Doc Ward. 80 oh. episodes. We're in run. a new decade. Yeah, that we are. A new month tomorrow as well. It's the 31st of January. And while we're not officially a Ravens podcast, we're about as close as you'll get. Oh, yeah. And it's... Uh, it's a tough day. It's been a, a rough tough couple day. days since the start of the game on Sunday. Yeah. And just don't really know what to think. I mean, we were the best team pretty much all season long. Um, had home field advantage. Uh, and then come out yet again just flat. It wasn't a good start to the game. Yep. Some three and outs. They marched down the field on their opening drives twice to, Ten, to yeah. pretty easy touchdowns. Well, the first drive was cakewalk. <clears throat> 10 for 86 yards. They uh, That was a no-doubter. The second one, Mahomes, that at least had to make a bunch of tough third-down plays. He made them. I mean, he's... Right, and that was kind of the story of the day. He, they were Even in the second half, I think they were still kind of converting third downs yeah. at, at a too good of a rate. Um, he started 10 for 10. Yeah, dicing us. Yeah, and I guess I don't even know where you really want to start with it all. I mean, Lamar was bad and pressing, as yeah. you point out, which is true. And sadly, a bit of his M.O. in some of the bigger games. But it's hard to say if that would happen if it wasn't like a complete abandoning of a game plan or just a poor game plan. I mean, we ran the ball six times with running backs. Which is asinine. And no one's saying you got to run it 35 times. But no. maybe somewhere in between. I don't know. 15, 20 times the, before best, you give it up. Best rushing team in the league. Against one of the... I mean, they had a pretty bad rushing defense. And they got gashed by James Cook, of all people, last week for three quarters anyway. I I don't know why we, people said, oh, they should have uh, went back to the run and reestablished it. Like, they didn't establish it in the first place. Right, that's the thing. Like, was, you can't... Yeah, it's like you can't, I guess abandon is the wrong word, because you can't abandon something you didn't start. It never existed, <laughs> you know? yeah. I. It never made sense. We were calling for it in the stadium. Lamar, I, I'm sure that that had some play on his rhythm, maybe a little less success with the play action. Yeah. Uh, just being in the mindset of throwing constantly, maybe that kind of led him to more of that hero ball mode as he went into because yeah i think so he had a lot of problems in the pocket he was holding on to the ball forever he yep. had wide open looks underneath yeah. for short gains that he's been taking all year and that's why he's built up his stat line the way he has yeah and that's the thing you got to take what they give you you know and i would like to have seen him run more uh, yeah if not even design runs just pulling up when you see a 10 yard spot like that's a way, and that's the beauty of Lamar, where it's like you can single-handedly beat a team or demoralize a team by just picking up first down after first down yourself. As they and did then to us, everything yeah. else usually opens up. I mean, that's why, I mean, the philosophy of running in the NFL is you run to open up the pass, or you use the other one to play off the other one, whether Correct. it be pass or, or running. Um, yeah, so, so that was just, Really crazy to see. Um, yeah, if Munkin had any head coaching interviews this weekend, and, I, and they're only down to one, but right, they'd be canceling that. It was a terrible game plan by him. Well, and I'll be that guy. I'll be the Ravens fan to bring up our own head coach because it's just another mark in the column of same old, same old out of John Harbaugh teams. Um this happened almost, this was almost the same thing from 2019, but with a different offensive coordinator. It was pretty close, yeah. You know, and not to mention all of the, you know, personal fouls and penalties racked up. I mean, there was a lot of just general coaching things that came to bite us. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, you can take a, I mean, we've talked about how, at least I am not so impressed with, oh, Mike Tomlin's team's, Always have winning records. It's like, yeah, well, they've what? They haven't won a playoff game in eight years. Something like that. All right, like that's two and oh, ten. Sweet, he's such an awesome coach. It's like with Harbs, 
it's kind of on that level here. I mean, you look at his whole career, you know, this first couple of years were awesome, but you had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs. A lot of on-field generals who can fix shit. Yeah, even Justin Tucker came in there at some point. Yeah, I mean, and then you look at how we've performed since Lamar's come, and, I mean, you could make the case that Lamar saved John's job. I, I hopefully we don't revert back to the 13 through 17 Ravens because that may be the actual John Harbaugh coaching thing we need to look at when we are like 40 and 39 over four seasons. I, I don't think Lamar will allow us to do that. I don't but... either, and that's the problem. It's like with Lamar, you take what you got with him because we've seen him actually get better every year. Yes. Like oh, I think this, was, this this loss is going to be maybe the best thing for his career. I hope so. I hope because the, the, a lot of parallels have been drawn to the first six years of Peyton Manning's career. It's and uncanny. It's eerily it's similar. Uncanny. Yeah. And if that means Lamar gets one with us, then that's great. But that's not how you really want your trajectory to be. It's like the the problem is it just feels like we're squandering. This year felt like a real squandering. Like the best defense in years – in the league, yeah, like in three of the you know defensive, you know metrics, Lamar with another MVP season. Um, we had a for the first time, and even if it doesn't feel like it, our receiving core this year was about as stacked or as as healthy and deep as and it's promising, ever been. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just it's kind of a shame that we find ourselves. We like to think of ourselves as one of the top five teams in the league every year. But the fact of the matter is, since our Super Bowl, here are some teams that have done better. The Chiefs, the Niners, the Eagles, the Rams, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Seahawks, the Broncos. In the 10 years since our Super Bowl, those teams have gone to two and at least won one or won multiples. The Niners themselves have been in five AFC championship, I mean, NFC championship games. The Chiefs fucking six or seven or whatever. Six, crazy. Um, the Rams went to two Super Bowls, won one. The Eagles went to two Super Bowls, won one. The Ra- yeah, it's just we're kind of. I don't want us to fool ourselves. Right now, we're more Cowboys, Chargers, and Steelers than we are Chiefs, Niners, or Eagles. Yeah, I. Uh... Maybe not Cowboys and Chargers. We have still one in my lifetime, but no, I but, mean, but I get the what you. Bowl. Yes, the I mean, point. Yes, the the, years, correct. The point absolutely stands. Sure. Yeah, and I'm I mean, not going to disagree. That's, I just that's don't great analysis. know what we see the future be. I mean, I would say, uh, like next year is make it or break it for John Harbaugh as the head coach of the Ravens. And this is what's disappointing to me in that regard. I love Harbaugh. I know we have a little bit of a contrasting view in that, yeah, well, but i i would have I would have been okay if we said, "Hey, Mike McDonald, do you want the job?" Yeah, I mean, and booted them I, I instead of him leaving for too, Seattle, or given him the Jared Mayo treatment, where it's like we'll write into a contract that in a year or two tops, you will have this job. I am curious if they tried that I because I, I wanted them to do that. And it's not even like, I don't want to sound like I think John Harbaugh is a bum. He I, is a good coach and he's a great leader of men. But at a certain point, you need to look around the league and say, this is one of the only guys that isn't an X's and O's guy. He doesn't apparently doesn't have control over the offense or defense. And, so you're the head coach. You're either the person that can tell Todd Munkin to run the ball or change something up. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't can't. do that. And if you can't, if that's not a part of your job description, then you're the most neutered, powerless head coach in the NFL. Yeah, figurehead. And if you actually did say something to him, then you just have bad ideas and bad instincts. <laughs> None of neither one of those options reflect well upon him. No, I. Um, yeah, and it stings even more knowing that. At the very least, if Mike McDonald stayed, you would know there would be no problem on defense. Yeah. And not that there really ever has been. There actually have been in recent years sometimes, maybe due to injuries where the defense has actually been like luster. But, yeah, I, I just I think it's tough to have a coach anymore that doesn't really have input. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. And like, like you said, at a minimum... How do you not go over to Todd Monk and be like, hey, we're down seven, run the fucking ball. Right. Like, I. Right. 
Well, and I just wonder how I mean, we came out flat against the Texans, and that, and we chalked that up to having the first round bye. Yeah, but it's been in other big games where it's like, and, and other it's been playoffs. Most of the playoff games. Yeah, it's like, what do, are are you not getting these guys prepared? Is it not gung ho enough? I mean, I, I clearly there isn't a lack of passion in our players. You can at least this season see it in Lamar. You can hear it in Roquan Smith. That defense it's, was so fucking good. Yeah, from the second drive on, it yeah. was so good. Yeah, I mean to hold such them a scoreless. waste. Yeah, such like, a waste. Yeah, it really was a waste. Um, and yeah. I guess we'll flip over to the Chiefs at this point. To, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. Yeah, and we and we knew that would be. The mountain. Obviously, the Chiefs' defense is good, and they played outstanding. You got to give credit to Steve Spagnolo sure. there. He's yeah. maybe the maybe one of the top uh, D coordinators out there. Yeah, I think he's the one. And a, a lot of people have made the case where it's just like, oh, a lot of other defensive coordinators, some of the best in the league, are just like doing Spagnolo impressions. You yeah, know? like he's kind of the godfather of modern defense right now. Yeah, he um. Had that Giants defense in 2007, held the Patriots to seven or uh, to 14 points as well, or to just 14 points. Yeah, crazy with Randy, uh, Travis Kelsey. He's an asshole. I'm out on him. Yeah, I'm out on him. Comments today about the Justin Tucker situation. It's clown shit. What? If you want to be a dick, I can be a dick too. Like no one's gonna out dick me. Dude's a fucking loser. Talking. I mean, it's in his defense. He. He definitely got in some of our guys' heads. He on did. The field. I mean, we came out like mental midgets. It yeah. really wasn't good. And, you know, we can give Zay a pass for being a rookie, but. The fumble was. The fumble. So, uh... That was the backbreaker. And the taunting thing was like. The taunting thing was bad, but we recovered. Did, yeah, we recovered from that. But it's like you did like three separate things yeah, at once. Threw the ball at him, flexed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah he, you're right. I agree. But um, either way, it's just. It was sickening to see and witness, and it never really felt like as close as it was, and then as technically we were still in the game, it it felt like we never were at a chance. Yeah, no, I much. I agree, and that was punked. that was the vibe there too. It was that was one of the hardest games I've ever had to watch because it just was it was embarrassing. It was like running into a wall. Like and then get up and do it again. Get up, do yeah, it again. Right, and it's just like well, and that's how it felt against the Titans in nineteen. Yeah, they've came in, punked us, and stomped on our shit, like literally on our fucking middle of the field, and then like stomped us out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's... Um, but as we bring up the Titans, there has been rumor, or there's been conjecture that maybe Derrick Henry will be a Raven. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. At least we would know. Then you really, there's no, you can't run it six times then. It's like, that would be just a waste of money. No kidding. <laughs> and a waste of talent. And they are, uh, word on the street is we did try to trade for him. and uh, at, During that At the trade push, deadline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then their their owner vetoed it. Let's him walk for free. Right. Terrible owner down there. Uh, Mary Kay Adams. Or Maybe Vrabel like will be our new DC. I said that too, but there's no way. I, I don't think. I don't either. I mean, I think he's going to be a head coach again. So, why? I mean, probably take a year off. Yeah, he at might. That rate. And it's like, wait out that Ohio it State would be perfect job. for him to <laughs> come be our defensive coordinator, get all the intel, and then go head coach the Bills the next year. It's like, we don't need the fox in the hen house either. Like, right, yeah, that'd be a that. risky proposition. He'd have to go and kiss John's ring. <laughs> risky proposition. But, shitty birthday. Thanks, Ravens, for that. Uh, tailgating was great. Got on the news, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And you were a natural. You were really holding the camera there, you know? I'm trying. Leading I'm them trying. through the tailgate and all the history. We needed like five more your minutes to. Uh, history with the Ravens. We needed like five more minutes to get the, all the trays filled, all the Vixians. Vixians. I was pumped. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, shout out. Kenny Bowers, Stevie Janowski. Evening game, though. Lions at 49ers. And at least the Lions took the heat off of us. Man, what a <laughs> that terrible. That was an utter collapse. Yeah, and I 
from 24 to 7 at the half, and Chauncey Gardner's walking off the field waving to the uh, 49ers. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, like, that's one thing. You just don't do that. Protect yourself and don't do that. What Wait are... until there's like one minute ticking down. Yeah. And you're still up I, by two scores. I do not. I'm surprised we're not hearing more about that because that's so yeah. dumb. Like, and he's a shit talker. That's fine. You do that. But that's. Well, and I mm. think it's like, it's kind of the way that this round was going to go or that everyone expected it maybe because outside of our fan base and I guess the line, I mean, the, the national storyline was way more about the Lions than us on Monday. Sure, yeah. But also yes. it's like, it's the Chiefs versus the Niners again. It's like, who would have thought, you know? Yeah. But also it's like the Lions were kind of playing with house money. It's like... The Dan Campbell of it all, it's their second year on the rise or whatever. Uh, I guess people are just like, you know, they're, they've asserted themselves and we'll, they'll have another shot. And maybe people think about that, think that about us as well, but we have to remember. And, and it was funny. I was listening to an interview Philip Rivers on Monday and he was, he mentioned, he was like, yeah, I remember fucking our AFC championship game and we lost, I forget who they lost to, maybe the Pats or something. That feels right, or yeah. Or like the Colts. But he was just like, yeah, and Norv Turner was like, you're a young team, we're a great team, like, you're going to be back. And he was like, we never fucking went back. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you can say that, but that doesn't mean that's true. Yeah, and Campbell said in the locker room to him, he's right. like, that's, I, and I loved that. And, and that's, that's, that's a real sobering moment. Yeah. It's like, fuck. And like, that's what's so frustrating when you feel the opportunities just slip on by yeah he so he's getting a lot of shit for the fourth down play calls the first one came and they were up by 14 it was 24 to 10 fourth and two from the 28 so a 45 yard field goal they go for it and he's done it he's consistent this is his yeah, mo I'm, yeah. I'm not mad at it i don't even and, hate and that's why i think it's like I, maybe it's fair to bring up in the wake of a collapse but I don't even know if there's anything wrong with what he did. Situationally, I, mean, I don't love it, yeah. but the dude, Josh Reynolds, dropped the ball. Yeah. Like, he literally like, tried to alligator. He alligator armed it, and it was a nice, it wasn't a perfect pass by golf, but it was more than catchable. And how is their kicker in Detroit? Does he have fucking issues? I, he, I, I was He's Riley like fucking Patter. Dan Campbell's daughter or something, because it seems like I don't want that man taking the field. No, I think it's Mike Badgley now. They had Riley Patterson for a lot of the Mike year. Mike and Badgley. Yeah, and Badgley's been like a free agent. I, I guess Campbell just doesn't trust him at all. Uh, but he so, doesn't woof him. At best. So they... Didn't convert that one. 49ers go down and score. It's the seven-point game. The next play, Jameer Gibbs fumbled. And that was... If you're a Lions fan, you you're justified in turning the TV off at I mean, that point. I mean, it started to feel <laughs> like, inevitable. Yeah, and I was... I mean, after the Ravens game and it was a long day, I was ready to call it bedtime. I mean, I was already in bed, but I was like, oh, like, one more whatever, I'll turn it off. And then... It kept happening. I was like, I just got to stay Holy and like, watch this happen now. Watching the train wreck. Mm. So then they tied it up after that. Scored another. I think they scored another touchdown after that. Uh, ended up with 34. Winning 34 to 31. Just a, one of the most dominant showings. They big, yeah. Speaking to Kelsey, they big dicked him right at the end. It's like, and it was yeah. a huge win for Kyle Shanahan. Well, that's, like, I that's... mean, it, it almost, it's like this pedigree. It's like, it, it does matter. Like, championship teams matter. Like, yeah. greats, like the, that experience. It, I, at least in football, that shit is for real. Yeah, that legacy, like franchise momentum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 100%. And uh, it's like, with, in the case of the Chiefs, it's like, as long as Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are there, it doesn't fucking matter who else is there. Exactly. And with the 49ers, it seemingly is like, I mean, we know the cheat code that is Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and all this stuff, but damn if Kyle Shanahan, I mean, dude's earning his... He kills it. Yeah, he's earning he his, uh, you know, nickname or his being known as like the boy genius of the league it's yeah. just like wow he does incredible things he gets good coaches they i mean they like you said they have a glutton of talent 
Shout out John Lynch too, their GM. Yeah, he, he finds these like they these are not all first He's round picks. He's a great GM. He really is, and he was a great player, number forty seven, just a strong safety in Denver. And Tam- uh, Tampa career. too yeah, at the Tampa, end. Yeah, Tampa and Denver. Yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, I forget how that shook out. Where did he did he start down in Tampa? There was probably another team in there. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like he won the Super Bowl in 02 in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But I could be could be wrong about that. Yeah, and I remember there was this great NFL films, and that maybe they were just taught it was like about defensive backs or something. But and this was from the 90s or very early thousands, and he was one of the talking heads, and he was just like he made like eight analogies in a row, and they were all like baseball. He's like, man, he just put the bat on the guy, and he's like, fucking, you hit him home run, man. He's like, round the bases. It's like, are you are you like a frustrated baseball player? Or what? Hey, there's only a few white defensive backs yeah so he's letting it letting it shine through are there the any in the league right now i mean I, we haven't had one since i think there's some safeties yeah. i don't know about corners i know that there there's a dude from iowa who's a projected first rounder this year it's the first in a long time and the all-timers are like lynch and seahorn or like those are the two from our youth like the names yeah. i remember a lot uh, i feel like there were a few and probably more back in the day like you know 50s 60s yeah definitely definitely in the minority there but either way yeah he does a hell of a job gming the niners and that Um, that brandon Ayuk catch off the face mask that was yeah that was almost so symbolic in of itself it's like you you have the win right here and it hits your face Mm. and goes right into his hands yeah now an outside of Outside of unveiling the matchup to our lovely fans, we're not going to sink our teeth into the Super Bowl matchup yet. Not emotionally. But is there anything else we want to delve into from those games this past week? Uh, I think I'm good on on the games, but sticking with the Lions, they're keeping offensive coordinator Ben Johnson in a surprise move. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, have we found out what his demands were? No, I have not looked at He, like, wanted too much. Yeah. Too much money, too much control. Did he want a fucking private jet at his beck and call? It's like, it's interesting that he's going back to Detroit. Seems like, uh... Seems like he feels like his stock's never been higher. Why not? I mean, that's when I, that's, yeah. I mean, I think ill-advised to not take the head coaching job. I don't think Dan Campbell's going anywhere for a couple of years. No, no. But I I think or does it like, maybe he just didn't really want to go to either of those places. There, yeah, like yeah. you got to go to the Sam Howe. You're financially strapped to, to yeah. Gino for a year or, or Drew get, Lott. He will be able to get a head coaching job next year. Yes, he yeah. will be back on the market. I mean, you know, if he doesn't want to go there, be like, I want X amount of money more because I don't want to go here, but I will. Right. And, you know, I know your worth. Respect. So he'll go back with Jared Goff for, it's going to be Jared Goff's last year of his contract in Detroit, too. So it's well, definitely, ooh, that might last, be a thing to keep an eye on. Right, yeah, because yeah. wherever he goes, maybe Goff goes with him. Yeah. Hard to say. Mike McDonald, as we said, did end up taking that job in Seattle. Yeah. Really upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting, but good for him. Yeah. 36, youngest coach in the league now. They've got um, some good defensive talent out there, too. Yeah, I mean, they. Uh, uh, this is the town that brought you the Legion of Boom, you know? And and even though he was old, Pete had a youthful exuberance about him. So I think it's actually going to be a great fit. Um, yeah. You I know, agree. and it's great. Go fucking as far from Baltimore as you can. I don't want. <laughs> like imagine if he just like kept his house and started head coaching the commanders that'd be gross and they were like 12 and fucking it's five it's about a 15 year. minute further commute <laughs> yeah, but right. oh, that'd be gross um i, I, I yeah, agree with that the seahawks should be very pumped for that i know uh seahawks super fan and great nfl analyst mina kimes has for weeks now been like i want mike mcdonald like the seahawks need to hire mike mcdonald so yeah, I mean, he's just, he's that special. That's the thing. He's that young. He's that special. Not only his scheming and the way we've seen him react in games, but he takes, you know, he takes some street walkers and makes them look like pro bowlers. Yeah. Like he, he can coach players up. You too. give him a little we bit of talent it. to yeah. fill in the glue and the gaps, yeah. and he will make the rest work. Yeah, he's... You know that defense is going to be rock solid. He's just got to get an offensive guy 
to take them from there. I think their I think their offensive coordinator did leave this year, but I'm not mm. positive. I could be completely wrong on that. The Buccaneers offensive coordinator did leave, however, staying in the division, going up. He's going to Carolina mm. to work with David Tepper. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, they. Uh, he. I mean, he was had some success with Baker down in Tampa. And I think he was in Seattle as well prior to that. So, you know, not a bad track record overall. Moving to the NBA, though, man, I, I am glad that we got through that. Yeah, and that was. That was tough. Yeah, it was <laughs> tough. And now maybe that was the cathartic bloodletting we needed to have. Yep. Now the rest of the week, we can get over that loss finally. We've done it. That's the hope. We've, we've committed it to record, <laughs> you know, it's for it's posterity purposes now. Audio memory. It's for posterior purposes because that was ass. It's uh... Lots of ass. 73 points, though, for Luca. Wow, yeah, one-upping Joel Embiid, 70 in Cats, 62 the week prior. Finishing with the M1, too, to, yeah. to walk it off. It was it was a hell of a performance. Yeah, he just looked, looked good, and that's the thing. I mean, score, I mean, what's going on in the NBA? I feel like we, we've never had Scoring's such a flurry of, of like... Over 50-point performances. There's no defense being played. It's so much more three-point shooting. Yeah. And the pace is up. And we're seeing, like, so like point, right. like point teams are scoring 130, 140 yeah. points in regulation. Well, and that's the thing. And this is from that, from Steph Curry, the wake of Steph Curry, or even, you know, as that was happening with him and the Splash Brothers. But three-point shooting's up, but, like, these motherfuckers make it like yeah. <laughs> everyone's much better at basketball now than they've ever been. Exactly. And that's, what's interesting. It's like, how do you let, is this the new, I mean, I know it's been the norm now, but is the new norm? Like, are they going to legislate defense back in? Are they going to move the three point line back? Is there anything they can do to kind of see from what I feel like I watched from the, the from what I feel like I watched at the high school level and the college level and the NBA, but you know, you got to, yeah, foundationally yeah. defense is just it's not cool to play right it, like it's not it's they don't just put that out shit on film that's yeah. not a poster yeah it's like, like it's hard how many uh gary payton highlights have you seen yeah not many but he's like locked down jordan and locked down i mean the, yeah that's a, that's an interesting point it's, it's just not cool to play defense now and it's a lot of the times, like, you'll see people swap for the ball rather than move their feet. They go for the big block rather than cutting the person off in just the first place. Just play the angle, and that's dead. He picks the ball up. Exactly. It passed. It's whatever. Yeah. TikTok era. TikTok yeah. era. They want the highlight, yeah. not, the, not the fundamental play. And it's Which it's, is kind of like the Carl Anthony Town game. Yeah, 100%. And, like, what their coach is talking about. It's like, yeah, 62 is nice. Not nice when you fucking lose. Exactly. And Joe Embiid and fucking Luka Doncic won their games. Like, yeah, go get 73 if we win. Okay, but, Dev, Devin Booker had 62 and a loss as well. I mean, Cats could have had 50 and a win. And won by 15. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. go, like pretty comfortable. And that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's what you're speaking of as far as, yeah, TikTok gen or just the new philosophy of just just score. And I think we don't really see it as much on the collegiate level because – a lot of those guys truly aren't that good at basketball. Like a lot of these guys are not close to being pros. They do a couple of things right, well, right. and even if the defense is slacking, if these guys are shooting thirty percent compared to thirty-five percent, that's a difference sometimes of twenty to thirty points a game. I would bet. Well, and that's what's so perplexing about, the, and I even I'm bringing this name up. I don't even know what's going on with him right now. But the Ben Simmons of it all. He finally came back. But and he was always a great defender. It's like, dude. You learn to shoot some free throws, but like, just go play right. defense. You can make a name being like, play defense you don't and have pass to be the guy we wanted you to be. You can be another version of yourself that is still just as solid. Yeah. yeah, he had a nice game uh, in his return. I think he went five from five from nice. the field and eleven assists. Uh, dude's locked down. I'm not a fan at all. I think he's, right. I think he's like yeah. a perennial loser. No, but... no, yeah, yeah. Don't mistake that for me beating his drum. No, but, no. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to turn it around and you want to put the work in, yeah. power power to you. Right. Rajon Rondo uh, arrested in Indiana. Yeah, like, what's that about? He's always, 
he is something else. He's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was great. He was really a great point guard in that in those Celtics years. And he I was guess, essential. Yeah, and he played defense. Uh, played defense. Great passer. Nose on the ball at all times. But personality wise. He's a fucking prick. He's a yeah, nut. like something's not right. Like he's he's a never matured or b just literally has like mental problems because notice he's never around when the Celtics reunite. No, no one's ever called. Where's Rajon Rondo? Blah blah. He's kind of it's like we're dismissing that. Yeah, he's been like a dick to teammates on other. I mean, he bounced around the league for a while. Yeah, there have been videos of him. Bit. Just in public, acting like a jerk, and and other instances he's had. So it's just like I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he had a car smelled like weed, which is I hate that that's even still a thing, but Indiana, right? And uh, he had a gun in the car, which you can't do, and you have a protective order against you. His uh, one of his wives had uh, yeah, because I mean he didn't he beat her up. Yeah, like, said he was very erratic and violent. Yeah, yeah, he's was... had like yeah, I, I almost and I could I don't want to say this with certainty but i thought there was like yeah there was like a story once that he was like holding her hostage like, there was something Jeez, like yeah. not good but yeah that's the thing and like you know on surface level it's like nba player has weed in his car and a gun it's like that's not even that crazy that's also, not even that like crazy anywhere. Yeah, states, that's, also, <laughs> that's probably like two thirds of the cars in the country. I'm just some white guy from the suburbs, and I'm not. I don't even know where Rajon Rondo's from. But all I'm saying is, with a, and this could go for any pro athlete. If I'm just out there by myself, you may want a fucking gun. I don't. I mean, these guys yeah. are strip oh, clubs sure. and bars and shit, and it's like well, they're just they're figures, tens of dollars. You're a public figure. It's like that's the thing. But it always goes back to the old like. That's why you have your posse. Your boy holds the gun. Yeah. Your boy's driving the car. Why are you getting DUIs and fucking gun charges? It's like that's why you have the entourage. Yeah. Or even if it's one guy, like right. one fall yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid. So we'll see what ends up transpiring from that. The very Celtics of which he used to shine with, they're still atop the East, mm. while the Timberwolves are back alone. Atop the West. Mm-hmm. Baseball side of things, Jackie Robinson had a statue uh, defaced, or I guess the uh, de ankled would be maybe the more proper yeah, term. Sawed off at the ankles, was found yesterday, breaking news, in a, uh, in a trash can, had apparently been like attempted to be burned, Whoa. which. I mean, if it's it, just made out of like a solid hunk of metal, and they're like, "We're gonna set a blaze to this." Yeah, it doesn't seem like at any point that that was gonna work. Like it just has soot on it now. I would imagine. Yeah, like but, we're just gonna sand and this like, off. Obviously, this is screaming like racially motivated. I mean, I don't know why else you cut down a statue of Jackie Robinson. Where was it? To, Indiana. I'm not even the sure. To be honest with you, I am not even sure, but. Like you said, like if I mean, if you're gonna do that, take it. Like I kind of want to be like they should auction off the cleats that were left right. on the thing. Like I would, that'd be sick to have in the garage. They'd probably go for six or figures. Or you keep that. Yeah, I think you keep. It. I mean, you can have a, a symbol new against hate and whatever, but I think you just keep the two cleats. It's a symbol. And I, and yeah, and that, it's a symbol. Yeah. Yeah, weird story there. Overall, if those cleats do up for sale, though. That might, right. be that might be something fun to keep an eye on. Yeah. Speaking of up for sale, though, up for sold, the Baltimore Orioles. It's We talked wow. about this yeah, maybe like two months like, ago. We had yeah, like a false yeah. alarm, false flag, call it what you will. And I think that, that did a little something to boost the spirits of Baltimore sports fans as they were licking their wounds Boy, from did the we Ravens need it. loss. But yeah, we've long wanted this. There, there was long rumors of the Orioles moving most notably to Nashville yeah and this was all gonna sucked. be done under the purview of the Angelos family now there's been infighting and I think even like a more than a couple lawsuits between the Angelos sons 
and their mother. I mean, I think there it was like one son and the mother, and the other son was like being real shady or yeah, some shit. That's I don't cl- know. That's a fucking clown show. Either way, they were bought by is it David Rubenstein? He's a big DC like uh, money guy. He's I mean he's from Baltimore, so that's why he has a interest in it. Which and, and that's great, you know that I think that's great news. Now I, you know the the Orioles aren't going anywhere. We already talked about that Camden Yards lease that got renewed. I guess it was still also like, finally like waiting, or is it is it now officially pushed through? I, I think there might have been like some, some conting- timeline. There might have been it. some contingencies, probably with him well, in the mindset of selling. And there's contingencies to this. I mean, it's not a full takeover and ownership until Peter Angelos dies, but. He's 94 and has been in poor health, so it's not like he's necessarily long for this world. No. But I think, is it something like they have, like, 60%? I, I, I don't know if this, any of this is true, but, like, the new group has 60% ownership right now, yet all baseball operations. And then upon Peter Angelos' death, they basically just cut a check and get the rest of it. That, or something like that. It's, it's, like a, right. it's like a buyout upon death. And, and I think it's a way... It's really only a way so the Angelus family can avoid capital gains tax or, or like an inheritant tax. Yep. It's it's just like a way. Well, Mark that, like, Davis is going to go do, through too. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that makes perfect do sense. Do business or whatever. So either way, exciting. I think. And yes. You know, long overdue. The Angelus family has long been known for being rather miserly with their spending. So hopefully, this new group and you know a lifelong Orioles fan and someone with. A great deal of money is like, yes. let's fucking figure it out. Um, Even if we just pay the guys we bring up. Like, right. Just don't let the talent actually walk. Right. It's very exciting. A whole new day. Snell. In Baltimore. They did lose Aaron Hicks and uh, Adam Frazier. And free agency Hicks went to the Angels to uh, lose a lot of games. <laughs> and uh, Adam Frazier went to the Royals to presumably do a lot of the same. Right. And Hicks won't even get to meet Shohei. Uh, she's right down the street. <laughs> I'm not sure totally how far Anaheim is from uh, Los Angeles proper, but I'm sure you can get there quick. NHL side of things, though, they're going into the All-Star break here soon. We uh, didn't have a whole lot of changes in the divisional leaders. The Avalanche took over the Jets. Mm-hmm. Out in the central, but that's out of that. You still have the Bruins and Rangers atop their divisions, then the Canucks atop the Pacific. The Capitals, 0 1 and 1. Since we last spoke, they are free falling down the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, we saw it's... that overtime game on the bowling alley. Was that against the Wild? Who Stars. 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 Yeah, yeah Dallas, they made it interesting. Yep, yeah. Scor- yeah, they did. Scored like two goals in the last two Too minutes late, and changed. went to overtime and then lost it pretty. Pretty quickly. Into. But either way, that was nice to have on. Keep yeah, an eye on. I did bet on the stars that game. So that was, uh, it did. And it worked <laughs> scared out. Me, scared me for a second. Double, or, but it's a win either way when you do that. Uh, but speaking of winning, our Oilers stay running. They're hot. You can't, it's hard to put out a fire on a oil duck. Yeah. It, it, it burns for a while. They oil got, slick. They've got 16 straight wins. It's crazy because they're still 12 points behind the Canucks for the division lead. Like, even with that streak, they're not catching up that quickly. But They're on a 16-game win slick. That's what we call it when it's the Oilers doing it. Oilers. Still 12 points behind that Vancouver Canucks. What a lead that they've built. But they got a lot of momentum and a lot of talent. Connor McDavid, Evander Kane. uh, Leon Drusadel, among others. Yeah, and is it the all-star break now? I believe so. Okay. Or no, I think um, I think either today or tomorrow is the last games. Okay. There are not many on the slate. So the uh, the Oilers do play the uh, Golden Knights in Las Vegas on February 6th. That'll be their next game going to defend their win streak, going for 17 straight. And Doc, if I was out in Sin City, and let's say I wanted to sit in row S, section 206, Tickets are $123 a pop on SeatGeek, but... You got a $20 off promo code called Chopping Lines. Enter promo code Chopping Lines and get $20 deducted off of that total. Help us help you. Go see a game 
out in Vegas. It's not all about the strip clubs and the casinos. You can spend your money a little more productively. And if worse comes to worse, it's only three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy it. Go go see how sh- far your money takes you for the rest of the night. Mm. College basketball. Tom Izzo. Really don't like the band. But that's just oh, me Michigan being... Michigan State fame. Former roommate and best friend of Steve Mariucci. Which I think, yeah, Northern Michigan University. Shout out Jason Bloom. Mm. I believe, yeah, I believe they all went there. Uh, 700th career victory at Michigan State on his birthday, wow. no less, wow. over nice. the and over the Michigan Wolverines. So his big in-state rival. Yeah, a nice little trifecta there for the man. He's a hell of a coach. The only coaching or the only head coaching job that he's ever held, I did not know that till today. I didn't either. It's yeah. been that uh, been there since 1995, so almost 30 years. Wow. Um, 700 victories. I know he's won some titles. He has beaten the Terrapins in at least one tournament. I remember the Corey Lucius. Mm-hmm. Game-winning three after Grievous went nuclear in the second Grievous half. Uh, I love Grievous Vasquez with every inch of my body. That was one of the... <clears throat> I fell on the floor. Yeah. That was that was a really tough one for me. Yeah. So I've got some disdain towards the man, but he can, he can coach the hell out of a team. Oh, yeah. Another team I don't like, the North Carolina Tar Heels. They went down to Georgia Tech last night. That is their first conference loss. Of the season, nice uh, basket with about four seconds left by the Ooh. by the Yellow Jackets gets it done. Nice. So I always enjoy seeing that, but I also enjoy some good tennis, and we had some great championship matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had Yannick Sinner and Daniil Medvedev, and Medvedev was up early, big and early. Two sets. Yeah, and then Sinner just turns on the Jets and doesn't look back. The Italian Yannick Sinner, which is so, like, not an Italian name. He must be from the north. He's up there in the Dolomites or something. (laughs) Dad got a job in Rome. We're moving from Norway. Right. It's like, did you guys, like, just, like, flee (laughs) a falling Germany in 1945 to start a new life somewhere and try to skate under the radar? Like, they'll take us in Italy. He doesn't look Italian either. But either way, yeah. Um, He's a great young talent. He's been beating at the door for a couple years now. He took down Djokovic Joker, on his way yeah. to Medvedev, so it almost is just like that was meant to be. And I feel like that's the true hurdle. Yeah. Like if you're like if you win, that's not nothing. It's yeah, hard to do. Alcaraz lost early. In yeah, I think like the quarter, and I don't know who beat him, but yeah, like right now, uh, Djokovic and Alcaraz, it's almost like. A, they're the odds on favorites to win every Grand Slam. Yeah. And whoever beats them, if they beat them, it's like, just put your money on that guy. Yeah. Because they're fucking hot. Exactly. Beat, uh, like, the best in the biz. Yep, this is their week. Yeah. There's and then some... you had Arena Sabalenka. She took down Coco in the semis, and Coco took down her in the U.S. Open. But Sabalenka goes, wins her second straight Aussie, and that's great. She's... She's really at the the top level in the women's game as well. Um, She's holding the kangaroo so crown. Really, there is a lot. There actually is a lot of great young talent in the game of tennis right now. So this should be a pretty exciting spring and summer, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely a changing of the guards from Nadal, Djokovic, mm-hmm. Serena, yeah. um, some of those Yeah, other... no more Murray. Nadal's pretty much on his way out. Did you see that Dad's shit about Murray? Like, uh, he was saying, like, oh, I didn't retire. I'm not a quitter. Did you see that? It was like, it, was, no. it seemed very weird. Like, uh, I don't know if it was like on Twitter or something. Yeah, like, no, I like didn't a... see that. I don't know what that's about. So, I don't think I'm totally speaking out my ass, but. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I, I wish I knew you were talking about. Because also, it's like, when you don't finish a match, it's called retiring. So that could yeah. just be like maybe he was referencing that. But that could have been. It's that. kind of it's wild. Andy Murray's still playing. I mean, he has dealt with injuries of like the knee and like shoulder varieties. 
which is like the two things you need to be good at tennis. They're pretty important. Um, but say. he actually, I mean, he had a good showing last summer at, at one of the events. Maybe, I forget which one, but... I mean, and I like Andy Murray. I got nothing against him. And he was the first Englishman to win Wimbledon in 80 years or whatever, but... Yeah. That was a hell of a round, too, for him. Telling me kind of surprised that he's still in the game. And, like, what do you have to prove at this point? You're not going to yeah, win. Right, like, yeah. you're not going to win. Like, Chances be realistic. are you're never going to win another Grand Slam. Shit, you are a god in your home country. And you'll you'll be at Wimbledon every year, and you'll be the fucking hometown boy who yeah. won the shit. It's like... <sighs> Walking around there like a king. I mean, he's 30... He's got to be 34. Like, he's... At, he's right. Maybe... I, he, he's got to be the same age as Djokovic, if not... The same age as Nadal. He is uh, 36. 36. 36. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty ancient in tennis. Damn terms. right. So <laughs> maybe joint. this is his last run. I mean, who knows? We'll see. But those joints yeah, start Shout out to Andy Murray. Yeah, go, go on your own terms. Don't let these people bully you out. But a quicker show today. Oh. Not as much football. Not a, it's kind of a quiet time overall. NHL might heat up a little bit here. NBA as well. We'll have the Super Bowl next week. But soapbox side of things, uh, I'm working my way through my taxes right now, and I, mm. I used to like it. Now I'm I'm out on taxes. <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it, it used to be cool because like I'm making money, right. and now it's like I don't think I am, and it's a huge pain in the ass. And I'm like digging for more shit to try to improve things. Right. It's not helping. <laughs> no, so. Pretty discouraged. It's a chore. It's, it's it's a chore to receive a bill. Yeah. Like fucked up. And uh also went to Home Depot today. I had to I wanted to buy one piece of lumber. I needed to cut in half because the car's not that big. I had to walk like seven or eight aisles just to <laughs> find an employee. <laughs> to and they go- tried their best to look busy. Well, he he did sit down at his desk once we'd made eye contact. Uh, So I don't know if that was him trying to get on the computer or what. But regardless, it was like, if you're going to offer that, you need somebody at least within like two or three aisles. Someone like, give him a fucking chair. And like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. It was. Yeah. And really it's like someone should be floating around in each section. Really. Something. Every two aisles, someone should just be like stocking slash helping someone yeah it was it was a goose chase and i did not prefer to engage in but got it done that's a total first world problem if there ever was one but you know that if there's any post the thing that is like interactive that they'll do for you there should be one that's manned yeah it's like not having a cashier manned for x amount of time yeah. like uh doesn't make sense but that's me there Soapbox wise. Oh yeah, yeah, not too much. Yeah, yeah, and I don't have anything super interesting uh, on the soapbox front, but and I brought it up the the other day, yesterday, we kind of workshopping it with you. But when I mentioned earlier in this episode, we all went bowling on Saturday, the day before the Ravens game, was fun. Ted's birthday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Haven't been in a while. Bowling, I always say bowling is kind of like margaritas, where it's just like, oh, <laughs> that was awesome. Like I should do that more i should drink margaritas more i should go bowling more but then it's inevitably always like another three months later a year year later another one but yeah but we played and i and and and, you know i I get on the bike i go for walks i do a little yoga I, i lift some weights but the next day, I felt a tightness in my left <laughs> fucking ass cheek. A good one. Like, like it's like like I was working out, but that hour or two of bowling, I, I, I got a little workout there, you know? It felt the burn, as it were. Yeah, it's it's harder to stay fun, in shape. Though. Yeah, no, 100%. It is, it is harder to stay in shape. You feel that little dumb things like that. Well, yeah, and I think it kind of almost speaks to the to my not playing bowling or not not playing not bowling a lot but it's like every sport or every activity has their own unique little spot of muscles that get used or whatever it's like in a month when i start golfing again it's gonna be those first couple rounds it's like ah i'm feeling those muscles that only really get used 
with much exertion right during golf. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I'm excited for that actually. It should be a nice uh, oh, yeah. nice spring. Uh, I actually ran twice this week. I talked nice. about uh my lack of shape last week. Did run yeah. a four point four miles. Not fast. Right. Not just gotta fast. get the just gotta <laughs> but, do the mileage. Just gotta get the, the miles under foot. Man, you know? the first day I I was doing the pre stretching and I pulled my fucking quad. I don't know how I uh, this mm-hmm. is gonna, this is gonna suck, yeah. But it, it's a process. Got to stick with it. Oh yeah. Slowly but surely, just a little, just a little turtle here trying to win the race. Yeah, turtle enough for the turtle cup. Turtle. Man, wow, not bad to have a short show here. My throat is still oh, yeah. shot from this Ravens game. I left it all out there at M and T. So. Yeah. Rest at assured least, of at that. At least you did. Yeah, rest assured. Yeah. <laughs> One of us had me and Mike McDonald walking into the tunnel together. Mike McDonald left it all out there and then left. Yeah. So I'm I, going out for smokes. I'll be back later. Yeah. <laughs> he just like just has a new family in Seattle now. Like I'll be I'll be filling in. Same spot next year. Oh yeah. A lot of time to recuperate in between. But I'll put a Working on a State of the Ravens blog. We're going to get uh, do a little deep dive into my feelings about that. Gonna, this episode was big for that because I do need to look at it objectively. This was a very good season yeah, overall. It was. A, a failure because of the end. Well, but, and that's the thing. Yeah, and that's it leaves such a bitter taste in your mouth. But There's a lot to be excited Super about. Super Bowl or not, I think if you told most Ravens fans in August, you guys will be playing the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. They would sign up for that. I think even deeper, if you say Lamar Jackson's MVP, Zay Jones has a, or Zay and Flowers have, has a, a really exciting, yeah, Zay Flowers has a really exciting rookie year. Roquan's an all pro. Kyle yeah. Hamilton is the actual shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, if you tell them all those things, that's what they take. They're like, cool, we didn't win it this year, but we have a chance next year, but we gotta fucking do it. Uh, so State of the Ravens coming out this weekend. We're going to have some Super Bowl talk on the next show as well as a blog. And then we're going to start getting into baseball soon. Oh, yeah. Getting into baseball soon. So keep a lookout for that. We love you all, listeners. We wouldn't suffer through this 52 minutes without you. What a fitting uh, time for this episode to end at that. Shout out, Ray Lewis. We'll catch you all in a week. This is Chopping Lines. Chop a line now.